Howdy friend, welcome to Homegrown, I'm your host R.P. Smith. I want to send one out to my friends the shoemakers this morning. Kenny had a little work done a few weeks back and it still hurts to laugh, but I thought he and Cheryl might enjoy this poem from a friend of mine out in Colorado, Doc Mel. Doc calls this one Canning. Remember Y2K? The day computers all would crash and the world's financial records overnight all turned to trash. And the month before it came, we sat around with all the neighbors, talked of batteries and food pantries and who had generators. Now the closer we were coming to that fateful day's arrival, the longer we imagined we'd be fighting for survival. Thinking food stores might run low, someone asked, Who knows how to can? And then a hush fell over the gathering when no one raised a hand. See, cannon was a way of life just a century ago. There weren't no fancy grocery stores. You'd have to live off what you grow. Well, with an orchard and a garden, in the fall you'd be well fed, but without the aid of cannon, by December you'd be dead. Now, my folks, they did some cannon, though I never figured why. See, all the foods that they were putting up, you could simply buy at the local supermarket. Oh, they said theirs had more flavor. But that wouldn't be an adequate reward for all that labor. No, to go to all that trouble, you'd need a stronger reason why. I used to think that they were trying to cling to times gone by. So the warmer months meant cannon, especially September. And though much has been forgotten, here's the stuff that I remember. First you'd clean, then peel or slice the fruit or veggies by the bushel, pack the food near full in threaded jars, and then, this part was crucial, the jars would sit above boiling water. And before you'd take them back, you'd have to tighten down the lids, and as they cooled, it made a vacuum. That vacuum, it was critical, because after all the toiling, that lid would have to perfect set to keep the food from spoiling. For if, down in the pantry, you found that it had sprung, see, that jar would be discarded, and the family would go hungry. But after all the boiling, there's still a bit of air within. So certain foods that just might spoil required the use of paraffin. Dad would pour hot wax atop the marmalade, for instance, and though he deemed it thick enough, he'd pour more at Mom's insistence. Other parts involved some straining, like with cheesecloth hung beneath. Tweren't so much to save from spoiling, but it might later save your teeth. And when you opened up the goodies, You'd always save that brassy ring, but once you'd used it once, you'd toss that round, flat, disky thing. Now why'd my parents bother cannon? Perhaps I've now begun to see that they were thinking, I guess hoping that the skilled rub off on me, that the knowledge would be passed on to a younger generation, an integral component of survival education. But the knowledge has been lost, 
and it's only fair to mention that it ain't my parents' fault. I just never paid attention, nor did others of my generation. And now I'd have to think that the man or woman who can can would be darn near extinct. Oh, I own a dozen ball jars, but these with handles have been made, and I use them in the summertime, but just for lemonade. Those are the only remnants of that family canning history. Just how these skills could vanish overnight still seems a mystery. Did you know that in Hawaii, every student learns the ukulele? Yep, they gather up a bunch of them and the students practice daily. And when they play together, well, it's a sound of great distinction. But it's better than the thunder of a rolling skill extinction. I understand that in addition to mathematics and biology, the emphasis in schools these days is teaching new technology. But before the students learn computer or put a cell phone in their hand, in my humblest opinion, shouldn't we teach them how to can? Thanks, Doc, and thanks to all of you for riding along on Homegrown this morning. Hoping that the Lord blesses you real good today and that our happy trails cross again soon, I'm R.P. Smith.